Hey guys, it's Jared with the Weekly Warrior Podcast. Today, I have an absolutely great episode for you. I sat down with my buddy, Ryan Brown, who I've known for many years. And Ryan is just the ultimate free spirit adventure enthusiast. I mean, this dude loves to travel and do things. We talk about his experiences hiking. Uh, I mean, he's traveled everywhere. He's been to Mexico and swam with whale sharks. He's been to Hawaii on hiking adventures, and he's swam with turtles, and he's been to upstate New York. He's been to the Smoky Mountains, Pitchard Rocks. I mean, it's awesome what he's done. He tells a really great story about his time in the Smoky Mountains. It could have been deadly. And then we go into the importance of unplugging from your daily routine, leaving your phone behind, and getting out into the elements. Um, and from there, we finish with Ryan's personal growth through hiking and adventure. And I think there's a lot of great takeaways from that uh, story. So, guys, I hope you listen. I hope you enjoy. Please leave a comment, a rating, a review on our iTunes. And yes, enjoy the episode. All right, what up, Raph? How you doing? Oh, what up, Jared? No, I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm great, dude. <laughs> I'm really excited that you're on with me today. Um, guys, we have uh, Ryan Brown on today. Me and Ryan have been friends for quite some time. Oh, yeah. um, and we're going to be talking about seeking adventure and hiking and all this fun stuff that you love to do, Ryan. Um, so to start off, I guess we've known each other since uh, middle school. Sixth grade, sixth grade, baby. Oh, yeah. um, hormones and pimple days, you know, <laughs> <laughs> time of our lives. <laughs> exactly. So <clears throat> even back then you were like with the crew that like rode their bikes everywhere and like had this little, this sense of adventure and that eventually kind of grew into <clears throat> more as an adult. But um, talk to us about where your sense of adventure comes from. Um. Honestly, I, that's a tough one. Even when I was a kid, I would say that my dad helped out on that a lot. Um, I mean, we went camping with him all the time. Uh, yeah. Having tent sleepovers in the backyard. I mean, he's taking us to the UP, West Virginia. So, you know, when you're younger, you obviously you're not appreciating that as much as you do when you get older. So, like, now that I'm, like, appreciating it, looking yeah. back at everything that I've done with him, like, really fed into why I love it so much. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so from there, I think it just kind of exploded. And like you said, you know, starting off in sixth, seventh grade, terrorizing the town on our bikes, you know, <laughs> people were scared seeing us come down in our, Dude. our skater hoodies and jeans. Straight up. <laughs> like you and you and Eddie and like you guys were the, you were on the other side of Telegraph. You guys were the dudes on their bikes with like the skaters. And I was like, fuck, man, I'm scared of these kids. Yeah. Me, Eddie and Paul, <laughs> you know, Paul was always tag along. He was always there. Yeah. yeah Paul tag along. Yeah. Oh yeah. Crossing over the illegal crossing at Einstein's, you know, screw the, screw, screw the crosswalk. Lady. Dude, screw the system. Yeah, man. <laughs> Conformist. Um, <laughs> so eventually this led into like your adulthood um, and you got this hashtag going. Uh, hashtag life of rye so talk to us about where that came from and how you thought of it and like why, why when you <laughs> when you asked me that and it's so funny because i totally went and looked back at my instagram and it was like november of 2013 and oh i just had gosh. randomly put it on one and i honestly don't know how where it came from i just had you know just another great idea of rye so yeah and it, it just honestly after that like i noticed i didn't post it all the time but then it just blew up. Yeah, it <laughs> and, did. And so now it's like, 
<laughs> Bloomin' is something I guess I wasn't really anticipating it at first, but I mean, I love the uh, little Insta fame, I guess you'd say. <laughs> <laughs> I think it came so naturally. Like, you posted it for the first time. I remember seeing it for the first time. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, it, it you're just... fucking crazy doing some doing something out somewhere it's just that and it's like people don't even call me ryan anymore like i run yeah, into people i haven't seen and it's like oh how's the life of ryan i'm like well ryan's good you know, like, thanks for asking <laughs> Dude, yeah just getting right up man and it's a good time the name's a bird yeah. you can't complain <laughs> that's true man it's great cool um all right let's go into hiking so in your own words do your best to describe what is hiking uh, I'd say more of a, a temporary escape, you know, and hiking doesn't yeah. have to be mountainous and wood, you know, it, to me, it's simply walking in the woods, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And list, kind of listening to things, you know, me and my girlfriend now, we, I mean, we'll go up to Rochester and just go walk the woods for a couple hours, hang out and mm-hmm. doing really nothing. And I think, I mean, that's what it is to me. It's just an escape to do nothing and kind of, eases all your senses you know there's no worries we tend to leave our phones in the car so then there's no distractions on any of that yeah so i think it's just simply getting out enjoying what's around you yeah totally um and it's like it's such a simple act hiking is it's it's, right right. it's walking you know there's nothing Uh, much to it i mean you do it every day so why not try it somewhere else yeah and actually be conscious and aware of what's going on around you and like what's going on inside of you too because it's like hiking and walking is so basic and, and primal um and so like in our world of like the busy hustle and, you know unconscious behavior it's it's super important to get back to something that's so basic right right exactly and yeah. since like i said you do it like every day so it's easy just to change the surroundings and how much different a simple task can be when you just change the surroundings and yeah. it becomes that much better yeah yeah that's awesome um so you've been hiking quite a few places. What is what's been your favorite place that you've been? Um, man, favorite. That's a tough one because they all bring something different. You know what yeah. I mean? And I mean, one. I guess one of my favorite ones though would have to have been in upstate New York for Cody's wedding. Oh yeah, yeah. it was the first time all the you know the original bike crew everybody got <laughs> got together and uh, yeah. hiked a mountain and simply having everybody around you know for the last shoot 12 plus years and to have them all together one for the first time in a really long time actually so that was mm-hmm. that was like you know the hike alone obviously puts you on a high but like just having the old crew back together i mean that was probably probably one of my favorites for sure yeah i remember i remember seeing pictures but i came in a couple hours after that and i was kind of bummed but it looked awesome and you're right it's like it was the company more so than the actual hike right yeah but I think the the one that sticks out the most, honestly, would had to have been my uh, my first one at Pitchard Rocks. Ooh, talk about that. Um, so you know, I mean, obviously, I was into adventure and hiking and like wanted to see new things. And it was a first time I ever strapped a backpack with a tent, your food, your clothes, everything mm-hmm. on your back, and then kind of just went to go get lost. And yeah, doing going through Pitchard Rocks, and then you're standing there. And you're on top of this 200 foot cliff overlooking, you know, looking over Lake St. Uh, Lake Superior. And then you see the tourist boat come by, you know? Mm-hmm. And for me, that's kind of when I had the epiphany of like over buying your things or over earning your things, you know? And hmm. 
I'm paying $5 a night and walking free and seeing this view over top of you while you paid what a ticket for that boat and a hotel room stay. So it was like, that's when you can like, that's when I like realized that there's like two sides to it. And it was like, I enjoy being up here looking down and seeing the, you know, the cliffs from the water side. To me, that was like when I knew like I'm sold, like I can't, yeah. like I'm already thinking about what I want to do next and I'm still a couple days still have to go in the woods and it's like, <laughs> I'm already sold. Like, where are we going next? Like, and that's, that's awesome. I, yeah. So that one, that one definitely would be the first one I went on was by far my favorite for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> that's so cool. I was at Pitcher Rocks last summer. Yeah. With yes, Zach, and, Zach and Koala yeah. and all that. Dude, I can't believe that place is in Michigan. It's, it's so like beautiful. I don't know how else to explain it. So beautiful, like unbelievable that that is in Michigan. It's, isn't it's it though? It's so like, crazy because you, you hang on the you know lower peninsula and you're going up 75 north and it's just straight fields with windmills right. and it's like wow this is beautiful then you cross you know the Mackinac Bridge and it's just like where am I now and it's like you like I said yeah. looking over a 200 foot cliff is just like what yeah and it's seven hours away right <laughs> like, yeah it's, it's very it, doable it's like in our backyard and, and so many people don't get to go to it. And I, I have so many conversations about pictured rocks at work and it's just like, they are like blown away. Like you've been there. I'm like, dude, everybody should go there at least once. And it, you know, and that's the thing is like, Oh my God, you've been there. Like, why are you act so surprised? It's not that far of a drive. Right, it's just kinda, yeah. You just got to you know, take, take the days to do so. Yeah. And if you really wanted to do it, you would do it. And I think that would make you just like, a better person to experience something like that. And that kind of yeah. opens up everything. Cause yeah. I recently just went back actually. You did. And it was, um, I probably said late November and, um, me and the, uh, me and the lady went to go visit her dad up in uh, Boyne city and on the way up. And I told her, I was like, you know, I bought her these nice pair of Merrill's and we haven't gotten to use them yet. So we're almost up there. And I was like, Hey, you want to like go straight to bed and we can wake up at like 6 a.m. And it's only a three-hour shot to Pitcher Rocks. She was like, yeah, like, I'm totally down. So went up there and took her on a 10-mile round trip. Oh, like, my for, God. For her first time. A day I mean, hike? A day hike. Straight up day hike. <laughs> get up there. I mean, probably 9, 30, 10 o'clock because we didn't leave right at 6, you know. It's whatever. Yeah. Um, we got up there. I mean, and first half, I made sure the first half we weren't on the rocks because you have to, it's a big, just a big round trail, circle trail. So the first mm-hmm. half just goes straight through woods. And I was like, you know, it's great. It's beautiful. But like, we really had to like bust if, cause once we get the pictured rocks, they know exactly what you're going to want to do. It's like, Oh my God, look at that. Mm-hmm. Walk, t- walk 10 feet. Oh my God, look at that. Cause you know, mm-hmm. I've been there and I I've seen it. So I know I was like, let's just push through it. So, I mean, I pushed her pretty hard through that. And then once we got the pictured rocks, I just let her do her thing. And then we had our, uh, like I said, 200 feet up, we are on this beach and there's sand and we had our own private lunch. Nobody is up there because it is kind of chilly next to Lake Superior, you know, like yep. November. So, yeah, I mean, I don't I think we saw two other hikers in the entire day and to sit up there and like for her first time, we had a lunch, you know, took a beer with us, you know, celebrated, you know, celebrate a little bit. And was, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, you got to do what you got to do. But yeah, that was like a good lunch. And I think that sold her too like yeah i was like you know what if you're gonna get into it for the first time like i'm gonna take you to the place that sold me so let's you know let's see how you feel and so i her, i guess it's safe to say her merrells are pretty broken in now nice 
I mean, it that's was great. <laughs> wet, muddy. Yeah, dude, that's a rough time to go and 10 miles. My God. Yeah, that was, I mean, we pumped it out in about six hours, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And I, I, she was dead, so I had to drive back too, but that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> I was all right with it though. Dude, when, when me and Zach went up and Koala and, uh, and Jess, I, I made a mistake on the second day. Have you, did you hear about this? No, I haven't. So uh, I can't wait to laugh. So <laughs> I made a mistake on the second day trip. We were supposed to go. We did a two day hiking trip, uh, backpacking. And uh, right on. yeah, the first day we just hiked in through the woods and stayed on the beach. Um, and then we were supposed to hike down about eight miles the second day. So I thought to our next location, Dude, right. I like, I totally bombed it when I was planning it. The the second day ended up being like 15 miles. Oh, nice. Dude, with packs on and like it was Koala's first time hiking. <laughs> Jess's yeah. first time hiking. I guess they probably never want to go back. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jess wants to go back. Koala was kind of pissed at me at, I mean, towards the end of the day. <laughs> even, I, even I would be. You're like, oh, it's eight miles. But yeah, we got about you know, a few more to go. Yeah, literally double. So. 15 minutes. Don't worry. Just go on the next bend. Right. <laughs> 300 times later. <laughs> exactly. Um, cool. So, dude, do you have any, uh, any like, good stories or, like, sticky situations you've ever been in? Oh, man. One sticks out, like, a hundred hundred percent like every time someone asks me like this story always comes straight to mind it was the um first time we went down to the uh, smokies to go hike part of the appalachian yeah and the, you know the first day we it was a nice one because i think it was a three mile hike into a shelter that we were just going to sleep at for the night and i mean these shelters are like amazing it's a three-walled structure with a tarp in the front and they're wow. probably about 20 feet long and they fit like eight people on the bottom, eight people on top, and you just sleep bag to bag. And it's wow. like, yeah, so it's like my first time doing this, hanging your pole, uh, hanging your, uh, sorry, your backpack on a bear pole. Yeah, for sure. And so, you know, two and a half miles in, we get there, lay down, like set our packs aside, and that's when we went to Charles Bunyan and then hiked back out the next day. But then, you know, now we're on this newfound glory. Like, oh, dude, this is easy. We totally got this, you know. Mm-hmm. And our, the next leg of our journey was parking our car for the next three or four days. And then sleeping shelter to shelter while doing it. I think it was like a 35 mile loop trail. Oh my gosh. First day, first part of the section, I think it was like five miles, not even that much. And so we're walking, and I think the first three miles were up a creek and we're just hanging out, taking pictures. We're like, oh, dude, we got plenty of time. Like the sun's out. It's probably, you know, 55, 60 degrees with a light breeze. So it's like beautiful hiking weather. And then we're like, okay, maybe we should get going because the sun's going down. Sun went down plenty faster than i could have ever imagined and so yeah. the last i think it was like two miles and the elevation change was 1500 feet and we got stuck for probably three hours in the night and i mean oh my it was God. so cold the um everything around you started getting a layer of ice on it and mind you we're all sweaty from the first part of the hike so now like it's freezing and i'm talking freezing out you can see your breath um Nico, I thought Nico might pass out. He was kind of starting to puke a little bit. Trails, <laughs> trails real skinny. I mean, it's pitch black. You can't see anything. Yeah. So finally we get up there to the trail. I'm talking three hours and like, the, like even I was just like, dude, like what did I like undertake here? Like this is going to be very difficult. It's the first day of a three day outdoor oh my adventure. Gosh. Yeah. 
we get into camp, my clothes are soaking wet. And mind you, don't ever wear Under Armour when you're going to go hiking because it just absorbs the sweat. And I was a giant ice cube for the mm. last three hours. So now you have to get in the camp. You got to get water. And then it, it was a, um, a drought was going on. And that's when those, uh, the Gatlinburg fires were that year. Okay. When we were out there. So everything was dry. And even in the well that we were supposed to get at was a trickle from a pipe on the side of a hill. So now I'm freezing. I have to go fill my water bottle up. Now I have to get down in my shimmies and like, I mean, completely naked and switch <laughs> clothes because there's nothing else you can do. Yeah. You can't have a fire where the shelters had fireplaces in them, but we couldn't have a fire. So I have a little yeah. jet oil. I turned that on and I was three or hunkered around this for like five minutes trying to warm back up. My and gosh. it ended up dropping to 18 degrees that night. I've never been so cold in my life. And I've never had to like, that was probably the hardest I've ever pushed myself out of any football, baseball, rugby game, whatever. Like that was like a true, like Testament to my willpower. And for some reason I woke up I made a hot tea and sat there and watched the sun come up and like, everything was okay. Like it was like the best worst time of my entire life. And that's, I think that's a, Another thing that just sold me too. It was great. That's insane, dude. That's actually, that's like how people die. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, it only got worse. That fires chased us out on the last day. Like that oh whole trip God. was like insane. Like we thought it was snowing one day and it ended up actually ash. It was ashing on us from wow. the fires. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that was, that was a, I mean, that was my first, like I said, the first time I went out there and I just sat here and ran into problem after problem. Like, you know, did the pictured rocks i'm like summer hike and shorts all day i got this you know so mm-hmm. like you know let's go down there after thanksgiving and go hiking <laughs> like great idea <laughs> and end hey. up being it was great like i said like yeah. I, I guarantee i'll never make any of those mistakes again I right promise. it's all it's all learning experiences <laughs> yeah and i think that's what the best part of that whole trip was was just mm-hmm. like wow like it, that's what made it humbling like i said we went down yeah. there you know after that first hike we got this and then yeah kind mm-hmm. of a nice mother nature slap in the face like you ain't got shit homie yeah, <laughs> mother nature don't give a shit no hell no and if we're out here struggling and like cold as hell and then everything around you honestly is no care it's still growing mm-hmm. and still living and it's like that also was like another like growing factor i believe was just like nobody cares if you're in pain or in agony like and you want to just, just like always complain and express about it. And it's like, you are the only one who was going to get you out of that situation. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what like really helped me out. Cause you know, obviously I've been in some sticky situations, but mom and dad, you know, bless their souls have, you know, really helped yeah. out the ride guy quite a bit. And yeah. so that was like the first time where I had to like, there was no, I, what was I supposed to do? Just sit on the trail and say, I quit. Like, mommy, come get me. It's like, right. no, you sit here and you freeze. And like you said, possibly get hypothermia, maybe die. Mm-hmm. Or you have to get yourself out of this. And, you know, that was like huge to me. And I think that, that, is, was, that was huge. That is huge, man. That's a huge, like, growing moment. Um, and, and like you said, going back to when you woke up in the morning and, like, you had a hot cup of tea and, like, you watched the sunrise and everything was okay. I think that's another lesson. Like how many times in like our busy life or whatever, does something happen one day and it sticks with us? Like something bad happened. It can stick with us for a while, you know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But just like being out there and having the simplicity and we're like, okay, I'm alive. And like yesterday was shitty, but I'm okay now. Right. And that was it. Like that, that that, (laughs) that was simple. Yeah. The the turnover is the, the quickness of it is important.
Oh, huge, huge. Because otherwise, mm-hmm. I mean, that sets the tone for, you know, the rest of your days or for my, you know, my part was the rest of the hike. Like right. I could have, you know, this could have just completely, like I could have said, you know what guys we're turning back. Like, you know, I saw a really nice cozy holiday in on the way in guys, so, like, <laughs> you know, free breakfast sign, free Wi-Fi and stuff. Fuck, so man. I mean, That's... and then, yeah, like I said, like you just wake up and then there's, it's just quiet. The birds are chirping, wind's blowing a little bit. And it's kind of like, everything looks a little different today. You know what I mean? Like I got my ass whooped yesterday, but you know, things are looking a little brighter today for some reason. The color's a little more vivid. The sound's a little more pure. You know what I mean? And it's like, I'm ready. Like, let's go. Like, it can't get any worse than it did last night. So I'm ready to roll. Like, And then the fires came. <laughs> and yeah, and then you're sitting here like, oh, my God, it's snowing. And it's like, no, it's like you went to wipe it off your clothes and it's like leaving streaks. And you're like, yeah, this isn't good. Like, oh my God, I think we ended up that, in that day we had, we actually had one more night. And we actually ended up hiking. I think it was 16 and a half miles oh, out, yeah. out of the um, Smoky Mountains. It took us about five and a half hours with like, I think it was like 4,500 foot descent. And I mean, we rocked it. Rocked Dude, that's, it hard. that's quick. I know. And the, I mean, I found a shortcut and, you know, and it doesn't, you know, you see it like on the map. Like I've learned that too. How to, you know, I've always known how to read a map, but like mm-hmm. when the trail isn't as thick on the map, maybe you should kind of second guess it. And it was, Probably like if you put both of your feet together wide down, like down the face of the mountain, because the other trails would take you the long way down, you know, down the ridges, zigzag you down the hill. Mm -hmm. This one was like a straight descent. And I remember one of our breaks, we literally sat for 15 minutes and had like a granola bar and nobody talked. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody talked. It really had like the same goal was just like all we were thinking about was the car and that we made a pack that we're going straight to Cracker Barrel for some breakfast. <laughs> like, and I think like everybody was, and that's like the first time I ever seen everyone in the zone. Like yeah. we didn't look at each other. We didn't speak. Just like somebody made a move to get up and we all kind of just fall yeah. to it and just kept busting ass. That's, that's fucking sweet. That's like, that's truly a tribe trying to get L- the hell out of trouble. Just getting the hell out of there. And then that's when I think midnight on the way home that night, um, our phones are blowing up because you got to register with, you know, Smoky Mountain so they know that you're out there. Uh, yeah. And um, our phones are blowing up telling us to evacuate Gatlinburg. <laughs> We're like, <laughs> holy shit. Yeah. So that was pretty wild. Man. Hell of an experience, dude. Um, all right, dude. So let's, let's keep going. What, what do you think the importance of unplugging from maybe your daily routine or your, even your phone or society your surroundings and getting out into the elements is so maybe not elements like the trouble that you made in the smoky mountains but like <laughs> yeah you know I mean, like out of your on, control <laughs> yeah going on something like whether it be a day hike or a uh, overnight backpacking trip or even just camping what's the importance of unplugging uh, i mean the day-to-day routine like to me that's like like i've always you know I've, you know me i've always been extremely high energy Oh, and yeah. like, you know, <laughs> during high school, you're playing sports, you're riding your bikes, you know, you're, you're out doing things. And then even into college, like the rugby helped my energy. And mm-hmm. I think from there, it's like, I needed to find an escape. And like, cause the routine after not going to practice or having games on the weekends, like, wow, I'm a, you know, nine to five or 40 hours a week. And I live for the weekend. And it's just this routine is sucking me dry. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, I've always complained about it, but never really did anything about it. And I think unplugging, it just sets you away from everything that stressed you out during the week, even your phone. Mm 
like yeah. I, even if i have service my it stays on airplane mode because you know me i like taking pictures and video so i that's like it's on me but it's not working you know it's not a phone this weekend right. and just to get away from that is just like you have to you have to reset i call it the mind reset you know get out reset and come back with a better attitude and i think that's what's kept me very relaxed and all the other hikers we've met on the trails and everything, everybody that's like an outdoor enthusiast or just simply unplugs is like extremely laid back and understanding mm-hmm. and not uptight. Mm-hmm. And that's like, you know, you got to have that. And it's, it betters you off just not, you know, in your own self, but like people want to be around you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I think that's huge. So if unplugging is like, that's huge. Like that's like top priority for me, for sure. Mm-hmm. Even, like you, you said the mind reset. And I really like that. Even it goes into like a real thing that if you go hiking for long enough, like days or week, like backpacking, mm. I mean, your circadian rhythm will reset and like, you'll fall asleep when the sun goes down and you'll wake up when the sun rises, you know, your, your body will just start getting that rhythm again. Right. And that's another form of reset. So, I mean, it's huge. Like if you're feeling that, like I said, even like me and my girl, we'll leave our phones in the car and just go up to Rochester on a Friday. Mm-hmm. You know, if we had both had a tough work week, you know, like let's just leave our phones in the car and let's go ponder the woods, walk the woods. And it's just like, even that hour or two can like do few wonders. Yeah. Simple. It's really easy. And a lot of people think it's so hard to like unplug and be like, Oh, I don't know if I can do this, but it's, simple like that's simple <laughs> yeah so like we said it's walking that's it it's basic and it's just being conscious of whatever's around you and inside of you right um so how would you recommend someone get started do you think it's that simple just like leave your phone in the car and, and go you know and the thing is even if you can start at your house leave your phone in the house and walk around the block or go walk up to the gas station get yourself a slurpee i don't care just like <laughs> you know what i'm saying like if you just leave your phone out and kind of just walk and wander, yeah. you know, it's, it's Fuck. make like, and that's the thing is like, oh, I don't really want to, but like set a goal, go, like I said, Oh, seven 11, it's, you know, six blocks from my house. Like me and me and her do that. It's like, let's just go for a walk, leave the phones at home and mm. you know, free Slurpee day we missed it by like <laughs> 15 minutes, but still it was like, yeah. I'm walking for a Slurpee. I'm not like, you know, you set a goal and it makes things a little easier. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, for sure. Set a goal. I like it. And it, like the first part of it is just being aware. Like a lot of people aren't even aware that they're miserable to be around it. They're yelling at traffic <laughs> yeah. and shit, you know? So you have to be right. aware of it first. And then like, yeah, just go for a damn walk. And simple. And if you have a dog, that's, I mean, like, if oh, you have yeah. a dog and you're a stressful person, you don't deserve that dog. Like walk <laughs> the dog. And that's how easy it is. Leave your phone at home and go walk the dog. Yeah. And tell and you, he, he enjoys it. Oh yeah. That dog, you love it. Yeah. Uh, and like dude even like if, if we talk about our problems and like our daily life the routine and and whatever might be going on sometimes the easiest way to resolve a problem or an argument with somebody or something like that is to just simply walk away from it you know yeah. like metaphorically speaking so taking that literally and literally just walking is you know it's huge. it makes sense yeah in every aspect i mean if you think about it <laughs> yeah. walking away or just literally walking like yeah It'll help yeah. you out in the long run. Like I yep. said, it kind of just makes you a little, a little more relaxed, laid back, more enjoyable to be around. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay, cool. Um, all right, dude, let's, let's talk about you a little more. Like, how has your life been positively impacted by, I don't know, seeking adventure, do hiking or, or travel? I know you traveled quite a bit over the last couple of years, too. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um, it goes back to that, you know, playing sports all the time, having something to like look forward to, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Something to take away my time from, you know, the boring daily, you know, grind. So like, to me, like planning an adventure and like getting out there just to like do it, I guess, you know what I'm saying? Like to look forward to doing something other than that nine to five, you know, 40, 50 hours a week, you know, mm-hmm. like you said, going back to the mind reset, like I look forward to having something to do and setting that goal. You know what I mean? That's huge for me. It's like eyes on the prize, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I mean, I've been so many places though, you know what I mean? Like, Swimming with the turtles in Hawaii. I went to uh, Mexico. It was like 12 miles off the coast swimming with the um, tiger, not the tiger sharks. Sorry, that'd be crazy. Uh, <laughs> the, the whale sharks. Wow. And it was, you know, just looking forward to that kind of stuff. Just like, you got to do it. I don't It's so hard to explain, but I guess mm-hmm. unless you like have been there, done that kind of thing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think it's maybe it's like just a feeling. The feeling. Like if, if someone else has done it and you've done it too, like you guys just both get it. Right. I mean, it's, it's anything in life too, though. You know, reading the same book or like it's not it doesn't have to be so complex as swimming yeah. with whale sharks in Mexico, but like, <laughs> you know, it's just connecting. You know, that it's yeah. always a huge thing too. Connection, yeah. Dude, what is it like swimming with whale sharks? Dude, that was. I mean, it didn't hit me probably for like a week after, and like telling the story to everybody I was with down in Mexico, it was like, I mean, we're on a little, I'd say, a twenty-five foot boat rolling through seven seven foot rollers i mean in the gulf of mexico and it's like an hour and a half boat ride wow on two bench seats with a bunch of people you don't even know but Mm -hmm. like you're all there for the same thing so it's kind of like you know atmosphere was good energy was high and like you get up there like you you think like yo oh i know how big it is like i've heard about it like Mm -hmm. but we're strolling up to the spot and they're at the surface and one swims by the boat and it's like the city school bus riding by with fins and you're like i'm jumping in with that (laughs) (laughs) and like the the mouth is five well opens five feet like you can swallow some people in that standing up so it was jumping in like definitely couldn't breathe probably for like the first 30 seconds it was hyper Mm. uh, you know hyperventilating but once you start kicking and you're swimming with it and you realize this thing is just a giant puppy like it hadn't so relaxed no care in the world and it was Mm. like a so we got to do two jumps because all you do is, you know, they pull the boat in front of it and you got to jump in while it swims by. Yeah. And I mean, it was, yeah, that was, that was pretty gnarly. Yeah. Dude. Unbelievable. Like oh it coming God. at you with its mouth wide open. It's yep. just like nuts. And the fact that like I was there at the time that they only do this, I think once or twice a year come mm-hmm. up to the surface like this. Cause they're very, they, they stay very, very deep. I think up to 1500 feet. So that for them to be at the surface, you know, mating and feeding, and it's like, like, wow, I'm here, and I, not probably not going to come back to Mexico anytime soon, especially during the mating season of the whale shark. So I should probably <laughs> buy this. Yeah, <laughs> and it was like an opportunity that you could not pass up, and you had like that seizing that opportunity and like spending the money. I don't care, like, if I had to do it again for the next three straight days, spending that money, I do it in a heartbeat like, yeah like seizing that opportunity was like i mean it was a top five you know bucket list check like that was huge yeah oh shit that's that's that sounds awesome i fucking <laughs> yeah. now i want to go swim with a whale shark or at least like see a shark or like a whale like honestly i was watching uh our planet last night you know great watching, show oh, oh man. yeah great i show. started watching it and like <laughs> these they obviously cover whales and stuff and like 
if I was on a boat watching this giant, I can't even imagine how big they are. Like oh, you, yeah, you no. have that experience, but like, if I saw that thing jump out of the water, I don't know what the hell I would do. It's like, nuts is the thing about it. And like, you know what I mean? But you want to do it, that drive. It's like that. Oh my God. That awesomeness. Yeah. Like I totally feel you on that. Like it's so live and real. I, was, I can only imagine. Yeah. yeah that's like, like, yeah. I mean, you're talking a 40 foot creature weighing up to like 10 tons or whatever, <laughs> jumping clear out of the water. Like, <laughs> how majestic. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, Dude, if they can do that, you can do anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Boom. Sold. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Uh, that's not, what did you do in Hawaii? Oh, man. Hawaii, that was the good, that was another good one. That one taught me uh, a pretty good lesson, too. Um, yeah. But Hawaii was, I mean, that was awesome. And having Cody out there, like, seizing the opportunity of having somebody to sleep out there with, like, for free, I mean, cuts down on travel expenses. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like, and, you know, I slept on a couch outside, a sectional couch. Me and Paul shared a sectional couch for seven nights outside. And it was That's like, cute. oh, I mean, well, obviously, you know, he's on one part of the L on my other. <laughs> Played yeah. some footsies that night, you know, whatever. Yeah. But um, yeah. what stays, you know, what happens in Hawaii stays in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, sleeping outside like that, I would, yeah. I mean, I would live there if I could sleep on somebody's couch. You know what I mean? Like, it was mm-hmm. the greatest thing ever. And, like, he didn't have a TV. And before that I was a huge TV watcher. I loved hours of TV mm. a day and he didn't have one. And for seven days, I didn't watch a single ounce of TV. And for some reason, like I never went back to my binge watching of TV. Like, yeah, I'll watch my shows, but I watched probably 45 minutes of TV a day. Wow. <laughs> that, you know, that's one episode of favorite show or whatnot. Yeah. But like, that was another huge trip, but that was, yeah. I mean, having the dudes out there and, you know, snorkeling with the turtles and spear fishing with Cody. I mm-hmm. mean, eating, I mean, we were spear fishing and bringing the fish home and eating fresh fish for lunch. It was like, I mean, I didn't even know if I liked fish at the point, but I mean, it tasted damn good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was like the experience that like you caught this and brought it uh, home and true, yeah. the freshest, you know, Cody caught it, but still, you know, mama <laughs> helping out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, but it was just, I mean, we sat there on a black sand beach did a little meditation before we went swimming mm. and i mean it was it was awesome <laughs> dude okay so so for some context for listeners cody is uh no oh, yeah, sorry of, about one, that that's all right one of our <laughs> friends like i've known cody since fourth grade and again at least from middle school we've all known each other and he uh cody's like the ultimate adventurous like fucking wild man like um, a like a show on animal planet kind of guy like i was just gonna say like he's deserves a show so Cody was living in Hawaii for I think two summers, right? Or was it uh, over the? It was over the winter. The, just, no, just yeah, just for the, for the off season. Off season, yeah. He's a forest uh, firefighter, wildland firefighter. So, uh, I remember Cody telling me that he would like do a free dive up to like forty feet to like spear a fish, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> And then the thing is, if you don't kill him, you have to reel that in and take yeah. the knife and stab him in his head. Like you, it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's like so watching this is just insane. It's just, yeah. it's awesome though. Yeah, dude, what an experience, man. Um, Jesus, even like we would go to Copper Harbor and you oh, went to Copper was, Harbor too, dude. That uh, was awesome. <laughs> um, so Cody lived in Copper Harbor over the winter, a couple winters. In yeah, the off season. Yeah. So 
Copper Harbor in Michigan is literally the tippy tip point of the UP. Like you can't go any further north. And up there in the winter is brutal. In, in my experience, brutal and like the most wild, I guess, I've experienced. I mean, they probably still have a foot of snow or up there. Oh, for sure. <laughs> At least like the snow don't go away anytime soon. <laughs> no. Um, and that's where I've had I had the first realization that like they had a TV, but we didn't really watch it that much. And literally, we by the third or fourth day, we were getting up when the sun rose. At least oh, I yeah. was like waking. And once the sun went down, everything just slowed down. <laughs> and like we were like, all right, it's like eight forty-five. Like you guys <laughs> almost ready for bed, you know? Dinner was, at five. Like, yeah, dude. It's it great. Just, it was crazy, and it felt so good to wake right. up that early and like I don't know, go I to mean, bed. Yeah. Go to go to bed when you know everything else goes to bed. It's like yeah. when we were in Hawaii, sleeping on the couch. Like, right. Sun comes up, you know, six thirty, we're up, and then mm-hmm. by the day's end of so many activities, like you said, eight forty-five, everyone's like, "All right, well, good night." <laughs> like, yeah, and that's yeah, it's just, and then the simplicity with everything, you know, it's taught me how to learn simple. Like, you know, I brought so many clothes to Hawaii and shoes and was like, I'm going to wear this, this day, this, that day. And then it's like, I bought a $10 pair of flip-flops that I hiked in for the next seven days and wore <laughs> three pairs of basketball shorts the whole time. Never opened the bag. <laughs> That's awesome. Simplicity. I like it. Um, so, all right, let's, let's go on. Let's, I want to know how, how you have grown in the past three to five years and like maybe what role hiking adventure travel has played in that growth. Oh man. Um, somewhere to expel my energy. <laughs> yeah. It's, okay. it's giving me that output, mm-hmm. but, um, the growing thing, I guess we were just talking about the, you know, simple things. Like I can look at my closet right now and I probably don't wear 90% of the things. And I think hiking and everything has, you know, brought my life to a simpler point that I don't need all of this. Like I, not a lot of people know, but I have a three drawer dresser for shoes. <laughs> like, and I, I don't think I've taken my marital's off the last two years. So like, yeah. I don't, I don't even touch anything. And uh, I think that's the hugest, like the biggest part of my growth would say the simplicity of it. Just kind of yeah. like, you don't really need much to survive and be happy. You know what I mean? Right. TVs like, nah, like a lot of clothes and shoes, like it only gets you so far. You know what I mean? And I think mm-hmm. that's where my energy was expelling to was like, buying the new thing or trying to look the best and none of that honestly matters like mm-hmm. i got you know i got four or five flannels and a couple of panagonias that i wear on a, on a on a routine you know so i think that's what made the impatience and you know simplicity it's just it's huge i think it's calmed me down quite a bit yeah you i mean like we said growing up you you were like the wild child free spirit like tons of energy ryan like i'm the opposite <laughs> and like dude being around you especially the first couple of years of college i'm like oh Get bro. this fucking guy out of my apartment <laughs> like, you've just drank a 24 pack and just fucking right now in. the couch is going off the balcony <laughs> the heydays man yeah dude. and it's, i'm so happy i got that out of the system you know yeah. oh it's, yeah that, that was and clearly you know what i mean like and I think everybody knows, like, that's that's huge growth on itself right there. Like, I yeah. to, like couches, you know. I'm not prejudiced against couches. I like them all, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I think that was just – it's been that way. It's the growth of, like, 
just growing, like maturing. It's mm-hmm. taken me some time, but shit, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day and either was Rise. So it's like, <laughs> it takes some time, you know what I mean? I think that's going to be the title of this. <laughs> Rome wasn't built in a day and neither was Rise. <laughs> <laughs> I can dig it. Yeah, but that's true, man. And like, every, I think everybody does grow. I mean, I don't know everybody, but uh, the, your experiences in your growth have been especially helpful and useful to you. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, uh, I listen a little better these days. I, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I'm a little more chill out when it comes to like doing a lot of things. <laughs> like, yeah. And so I think that's, yeah, that's a huge factor. And it's made my life and everyone else's around me a little more enjoyable. <laughs> I can say <laughs> even, especially couches, you know, that's, yeah, they're yeah. safe now. They're yeah, safe. They're, they're safe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even, uh, we over the past like three years, right? We kind of, I was doing my own thing and we didn't really hang out a lot. I maybe saw you once and then you invited me to the, the Boyne weekend trip mm-hmm. and dude, we got, we got wild, but first night, baby. Yeah. First night. And the next day I was I mean, not you doing can, too you, hot, but you can take the rye out of the game, but you can't take the rye. You know what I mean? Like you can't take the game out of rye. Bro. Yeah. But even then, like, dude, I noticed like, Dude, I, I even asked you on the trail, like, what's happened? Like, cause you've just, you've changed, like you've grown. I noticed it. Um, so it's, it's good to get a really good answer. And plus you have, you know, your girl now that's, that's been really good for you too. Oh, she's just like the compliment. And then that's the easiest part of my life. I would probably say. <laughs> like, yeah. And uh, it, it, you know, other relationships kind of seemed like work, but yeah. this one, it's just, I do it because I want to, it's not work, you know, shout yeah. out to Kristen. <laughs> yeah relationships are super important too so. oh yeah and it's like especially if that's one less thing that you have to worry about having to please and work for you know mm. don't get mm-hmm. me wrong you know you still get the flower days surprise dinners you know cook and whatnot but like it's it's just kind of part of the daily routine now it's not like oh i gotta do this i gotta do that like mm. so no she's helped i mean huge yeah she's yeah. she's kind of sat me down first one that's ever like really called me out it's funny because she always said that she really didn't like me when we first met <laughs> and like now look at us you know i always say yeah. jokes on you <laughs> <laughs> right and so you know it's, she's tamed me down quite a bit but she's just like there with me though and everything i do she's kind of mm-hmm. like the dim down rye version girl version i guess you could say yeah yeah i think like you said it's important that she she challenges you like she she sat you down and whatever and like you can't do all this crazy shit <laughs> yeah, you could calm it down or otherwise you know bye bye <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you know it was and it was easy change and that's yeah. i think that's what that's what this why this relationship great just due to like okay easy and like and me and she's just like my adventure partner like yeah. my partner in crime like I'll, anything i'm ready to do she's just like yeah like that pictured rocks are you ready for a 10 mile hike tomorrow first time yep and i was like all right let's do it that's <laughs> like, awesome awesome it, it's simple yeah that's great all right um all right i want to start wrapping this up this has been awesome but i have a few more questions um lay them on me <laughs> what <laughs> what does a being what does a being a warrior mean to you dude every i've listened to all your podcasts and every mm-hmm. time they ask this i like catch myself pausing it and trying to answer that question in like the most like extreme way and trying to be like so in depth with it and it's like I take a step back and say, it's not really the hardest question. It's actually quite simple. To me, being a warrior is just simply setting a goal and doing what you have to do to get that goal. 
mm-hmm. rather be, you know, climbing, a five, you know, doing a 10 mile loop or simply just reading a book, like finishing a book from cover to cover, like setting a goal and having self achievements, achievements makes you a warrior within itself. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Big or small, you all have a warrior inside. Mm. So just let it out. Mm. You know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> fuck. That was good. Dude, yeah, and like setting those goals and and keeping them and achieving them, like proves to you that you have a very like high sense of self integrity, you know. Right. Like right. you're you you say you're gonna do something and you do it. And it's just self victories are the best, like mm. the best builder of self esteem and confidence. I mean, you can have. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's simply taking something you don't like to do and doing it until it just becomes part of you. Like I hate making my bed. But mm-hmm. I have not, not every morning. I've probably for the last five or six years, I make my bed every morning. Like I started making myself make my bed. <laughs> like, and it's like simple as that. And it kind of like stems like, well, I make my bed every morning. Maybe I could clean up this dirty laundry every day. It goes in my hamper instead of next mm-hmm. to my bed as I'm staring at a pile. But we'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah, dude, me too, me too, me too. After we hang up, we're both going to go take care of our clothes. <laughs> exactly. But my bed's made, I'll tell you that. Dude, me too. That's awesome. <laughs> Oh man, you're so that's hilarious. I'm picturing you like like sophomore freshman year at college, like waking up on Sunday morning and be like, Well, I feel like shit, but I'm gonna make my bet. <laughs> People are literally like, What are you doing? Like I'm the I'm the guy you have sleep over at your house and folds a blanket after I sleep on the on yeah, the couch. Dude, you, know you, I mean? you are. That's so true. I'm like the guy and I stack the pillows nice and put the blanket underneath them dude. and it's like Oh, well, that was nice. Like, yeah, like I'll, I I'll wreck your house, but I'll clean it up. Yeah. I mean, dude, it's going to be pledged and Lysol would be good. Yeah, dude. That's awesome. I love it. Um, I don't know, man. Do you have anything else that you want to talk about or say? I don't know, man. That was a, that was a great conversation. I haven't had one of those in a while. <laughs> yeah, that was really good, wasn't it? Um, yeah. All right. So for people listening, Ryan, where can they find you or follow you? Um, hashtag life of Rye. What's your uh, what's your Instagram handle? Do you know it? Oh man, I think it's Rye Guy underscore thirteen ninety two. But the life of Rye has two Y's. That's oh, the yeah. most important. Can't that forget that. R Y Y. Very R Y Y. Yes. Cool man. Well, thank you so much for being on and, and doing this episode with me. No uh, man, pleasure is all mine. This awesome. is great. Yeah. Anticipation uh, building up to this is just killing me inside. I know it's been a couple <laughs> weeks. I was like, I gotta do this episode on Rye. I like, drank hot tea and like did my vocal exercises this morning. Your boy was ready. <laughs> Good, man. It, it worked. It worked. Right on. All right, dude. Uh, well, thank you, man. Thank you again. I love you. And we'll get this episode out. My man. Love you too, brother. And uh, say hi to the pups for me. All right. <laughs> I will, oh, and, bro. and Jessica. Tell her I said what's up. <laughs> I will, bro. Thank you. All I'll right, catch you later. Man. See ya. Right. Peace. Thank you guys so much for listening to episode 10 of the Weekly Warrior Podcast. I had so much fun having Ryan on the episode today. I hope you guys got to take away some really cool experiences and stories from him, and you can kind of put those into action. You can start hiking. You can start getting out there and living a simpler life. Uh, Please, please, please leave us a review, a rating on iTunes. We love engagement, so you can leave us a comment as well on our Instagram, at Weekly Warrior Podcast. Or we're also on Facebook as The Weekly Warrior Podcast. Thank you guys as always, and we'll talk to you soon.